Welcome to the fifth installment of the Husky Bulletin Podcast. I am your host, John Weisbro. If you're listening live, it is Sunday, July 2nd, 2023. Welcome to those tuning in wherever you are, whether it is on the Fan Owatonna at 1170 AM or 106.3 FM, or if you're listening on the Fan Owatonna app. Many of you are in the middle of what is going to be a long 4th of July holiday weekend, which uh, falls Independence Day this year on Tuesday. But before I get into what is going to be a pretty unique episode, I'd like to talk about our generous sponsors, as always, because without them, we wouldn't have a show. These are our partners, honestly. And we'd like to start with Wayne Nord Wetmore Wealth Management of Ameriprise Financial. At this point, their reputation precedes them. They're the best in town. They're the best in the area. Go visit Brandon, Jake, Christina on the Austin Road Business Center. They're open Monday through Thursday until 4.30, Friday by appointment. I can't stress enough how awesome those guys are there. It's a, Once again, they are an all-star sponsor that's as good as it gets, and they are a huge supporter of Owatonna Steel County Athletics, Wayne Nord-Wetmore of Ameriprise Financial on the Austin Road Business Center. Next is Irish Eye Studio in downtown Owatonna. Folks, I can tell you this is a testimonial right here. I'm looking at my left arm. They just recently, I went in there for a tattoo, got in the Star Wars language, the in-universe language, super nerdy. I got Jade and Marcus etched into my left arm. My wife got a tattoo as well. We had Brian as our artist. He was absolutely awesome. Sean, he is the owner of the establishment. It's super clean, super awesome, super laid back environment. They made us feel at ease right away. So shout out to Brian and Irish Eye Studio. They support the fan Owatana for personal experience. They are the best. You can go in there for tattoos, piercings, whatever it is. They're the best in town. Uh, I don't even think it's even close. And finally, Matthew Petzinger Agency in Wasika. They're part, uh, or he's part of American Family Insurance. I mean, he protects it all, whether it is your snowmobile, boat this time of year, your SUV, your car, whatever. Go talk to Matthew Petzinger in Wasika. He is your local American Family Insurance, and he is a supporter of the fan Owatonna. So there you have it. Once again, it is Wayne Nord Wetmore of Ameriprise Financial, Irish Eye Studio in downtown Owatonna. And Matthew Petzinger, uh, Wasika of American Family Insurance. More partners will be coming on next episode, so stay tuned for that. The show is growing. This particular episode is going to feature clips from a conversation I had with Jacob Ginsky. If you don't know his story, go online to huskybulletin.com. I had a spotlight feature up about him and his scary incident that happened against Rochester Mayo. Talked a little bit about that. So, Maybe go on and read that story, come back. He suffered a very scary hit that ended his season in the playoff game at halftime. He was wheeled off, put in an ambulance, and sent to the hospital. Owatonna ended up losing that game. That's the way his season ended. Ultimately, he was fine. He holds no resentment for what happened. And again, I talked to him. You'll have to excuse the audio when I talked to to Jacob. It was over the phone, so I had to record the conversation with the microphone. So it's not going to be the best audio, but he is Owatonna's quarterback. He's going to be Oatana's quarterback this upcoming year. He's an incoming senior. It's kind of in that gray period where they're in between, but he is going to be a senior this fall. He's QB1. Enjoy the episode. This is the Husky Bulletin Podcast. 
At American Family Insurance, your small business is a big deal to us. You've worked hard to achieve your goals and face challenges like rising inflation and staffing shortages. I know because as an American Family agent and business owner right here in your community, I've faced them too. As you continue to build your dream, know that I'm here to help. I've built my business with a vision of helping you protect yours. Contact Matthew Petzinger, agent at Matthew R. Petzinger Agency, LLC, at 101 State Street South in Wasika or call 507-835-2770 today. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI and its operating companies, 6000 American Parkway, Madison. Wisconsin. Ameriprise Financial Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and find financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Wayne Norwood Wetmore Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 507-444-0901. That's 507-444-0901. Office is located at 1850 Austin Road, Owatonna, Minnesota. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member Irish Eyes Studio in Owatonna creates tattoos and piercings for all of southern central Minnesota. Owner and artist Sean McCarthy is a tattoo artist specializing in realism and comic art. When it comes to tattoos, details are everything. With 30 years experience as an artist, there aren't many details his Irish Eyes can't bring out. If you're in the market for some new ink or piercings, find Sean and his team online at irisheyesstudio.com or on Facebook at Irish Eyes Studio. When Irish Eyes are smiling, the detail shows. Welcome back. So we will get this interview started with Jacob Ginsky. You're going to hear me ask most of the questions all the way through, but the first one, just the way that it's edited, is not part of the conversation that I was able to clip out. But basically, I just asked him what he remembers about the play that he was knocked to the ground and ultimately led him to being wheeled off on a gurney and into the ambulance and then to the hospital. So that's where we started. And then from there, just follows the conversation that I had with him last week, which would have been in mid-June. But again, this is the conversation I had with Jacob Ginsky, starting with basically what he remembers about the play as it evolved before he got injured. I just remember it was late in... First half, and we were trying to obviously drive down and score before, and just snap the ball. I can't remember if it was, it was like the play was actually designed for me to roll out left. Yeah, you were flushed out of the pocket a little bit. It looked, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it was actually designed for that or if I just rolled out on my own and like flushed. But I remember flushing out to the left, seeing nobody open, and just trying to take as much shots as we could. And obviously, I wanted to contact get moving as quick as you could and so i slid and then i just remember him hitting me i mean the thing i remember is your head just kind of snapping back and it's like yeah i mean it's not yeah. do you remember that impact i mean i don't know it sounds weird to ask but was there immediate pain with that or was your adrenaline kind of running yeah my adrenaline was kind of running. there wasn't really much pain but I, like i said i did kind of just like get knocked out or like i don't know kind of woozy yeah yeah so what were you thinking when you're just, uh, you know, laying there uh, in the immediate aftermath? I mean, I know it was probably a little jumbled, I suppose, but do you remember any of the thoughts that went through your mind that were racing when you're like, like, what just happened? And did you know where you were at the time? I don't even know what the injury actually was, but just kind of talk about that. I, yeah, I did remember a little bit, like, knowing I was obviously laying down on the football field after getting hit hard in the head, but I mean... I- I wasn't. I wasn't really thinking anything. Really, I mean, I was just blanked out and uh-huh. kind of just staring up into the sky. 
do you remember who was like the first person to come and, and talk to you? And, and was it TC? Yeah. yeah okay. I figured <laughs> that's a good guess, right? <laughs> yeah. Emotions run high after a play like that, but clearly he right. didn't want to hurt you, right? But right. how have you yeah. processed that whole thing? Because he was ejected from the game and it was a late hit. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I'm not asking you to throw him under the bus, but you know what? How did you process that whole thing? Um, obviously, obviously, I wasn't mad. I mean, most high school defensive players aren't used to quarterbacks sliding. Like most quarterbacks don't slide in high school, so honestly, mm-hmm. it's not really his fault. You know, he probably thought I was just gonna stay straight up, obviously, and not slide. So I mean, he was just going in for the tackle, and so yeah, he was just reacting. Fault. Yeah, it's, right. Yeah, I mean, I can see why. Um, you know, Owatonna fans would be mad right away. But honestly, most of them that I talked to were like, yeah, it's so bang, bang that it's, and they said basically what you did where slides are so right. uncommon or whatever. But yeah. it, was, it was weird because the game was so intense at that point. I mean, I remember you, yeah. they scored first. You had that great drive and you were just trying to keep them in the game. But do you remember getting wheeled off to the ambulance and then kind of run me through the rest of the night and some of the things you can kind of remember and piece together? I just remember laying there, sitting still as possible, because they had me like strapped down to the stretcher. And so they took me in, took me into the hospital, and they put me on like like a cart for the stretcher, and obviously wheeled me into a room. And then I just remember them cutting off my jerseys, all my pads, and taking everything else. You know, trying to keep my head as still as possible, just to be safe. And then. I can't remember exactly what they did. They did something like to check if obviously there was something wrong. and But I ended up coming out of the hospital that night and being able to drive home. Oh, so, nice. Yeah it, yeah, it sounds like it was just kind of a scary incident that yeah. it's it just, yeah, it, it just looked ugly, basically. It looked bad. Right. What would, was it a concussion ultimately, or what did the doctors kind of diagnose you with, if anything? Yeah, it was a concussion, and then they, we didn't do the x-ray, we did the x-ray on the brain, I think it was like the head part of it, yep. but we didn't do, I don't think we did like some uh, x-ray with the neck or something. Because you had movement in your extremities before you got to the hospital, if I'm not, like pretty soon after, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did the doctors kind of follow up with you when, you when you got home, or was there any like long-term prognosis in terms of uh, tingling or, or anything like that? Or was it just, dude, rest up for a couple of weeks? What did they say when they released you? Basically, yeah, just rest up. Like I said, so we did that. We did check the head, but they didn't check the neck. So mm-hmm. what I had to do, I had, a, I had the neck brace around to keep everything still. And so basically, I can't remember how long it was, but they just told me, you know, to have that on for this amount of time, you know, when you're sleeping at all times and et cetera. After that certain amount of time, we, I went back and checked in with them and that's when they said it was all good and I didn't have to wear the brace anymore. Do you kind of feel lucky? Because, I mean, things could have gone way different and, you know, obviously nobody blames the kid. Uh, it was just a weird thing, but impacts like that are scary, right? I mean, do you, do you kind of feel sure. like you dodged a bullet a little bit? For sure. I, I'm definitely lucky and grateful. It wasn't anything worse. And, you know, I had obviously the great doctors and TC there to help me. And so, yeah, I'm definitely lucky and grateful that it wasn't anything worse and everybody was there to help me. You know, and obviously last year was, it was one of those roller coasters. I mean, that's really the only way to describe it because that wasn't even, you know, your only injury and it was, Kind of a, it's an up and down year. Started great, you know. Now that you've had time to kind of look back at last year, um, what do you take from a junior year where there's some really great highlights and then some moments where it's like, obviously the way it ended is not great. How, how have you kind of processed last year? I'd say just, you know, make use of the time that I'm 
able to be on the field, you know, mm-hmm. with my teammates, whether it's just practice or games. But then at the same time, I think kind of just, you know, because last year, like you said, was probably both mentally, physically, a really bad sports season for me. So at the same time, it's, you know, learn from it, but then kind of just put it behind and move on and, you know, next season. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks at Oatana. And the ball just kind of comes out of your hand different. It just I wish I could throw a spiral like that with like a Nerf ball. But I know you're involved in a lot of sports, but are exploring football in college. Just talk about college camps you've been to and maybe uh, your thoughts about, you know, potentially playing at the next level. Obviously, I'm not set on playing football yeah. next level. It's obviously a high option for me. I, I think I will end up maybe playing. I went to St. John's Junior Day. That was pretty sweet. We just had brunch, got a tour of the campus, and then got to watch, watch practice. And it's a, it's a really cool, um, you know, atmosphere up at St. John's and the practice and everything. It was, it, was a, it was a fun junior day. And then I was supposed to go to what was called a, the Mini Wisconsin Showcase. But uh, obviously our 4 by 8 made it to state, so I obviously track at that point was my first part. <laughs> yeah, that's so. an excused absence, no, no problems there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So I didn't make it over to that one. And then the only one right now that I'm registered to go to is a Duluth one at UN, UMD. Are these camps that you're being invited to, or, or, or has your recruiting been more proactive where you've reached out to coaches, or has it been kind of both? Yeah, all of, all of those three I were, was invited to. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Have you viewed yourself? I mean, because obviously you've grown just physically in the last 16 months. Mm-hmm. So things kind of become more real. But have you ever thought about yourself as a college quarterback? Or is that something that, especially after last year, or is this something that's just kind of coming into reality, you know, recently? Yeah, it, it kind of is. Just I've just been kind of, you know... Going with the flow, you know, day by day for football, and but now that it's it's senior year, you know, it is it's coming into reality a little bit. Ameriprise Financial Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and find financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Wayne Norwood Wetmore Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 507-444-0901. That's 507-444-0901. Office is located at 1850 Austin Road, Owatonna, Minnesota. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. This segment of the Husky Bulletin podcast is sponsored by Wayne Nord Wetmore Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial. Give them a call at 507-455-4070 or stop by their office at 1850 Austin Road. That is the Austin Road Business Center near the fairgrounds. Wayne Nord Wetmore is a proud partner of the Fan Owatonna and the Husky Bulletin and is the title sponsor or a feature that is online right now about Division I girls hockey player Grace Wolf, an OHS graduate. Don't miss that. That is still up there on the HuskyBulletin.com. They are the partner of the fan and the sponsor of the Spotlight feature. If you would like to be listed prior to this segment, please contact me, John Wisewood, by calling 507-450-6535 or by sending me an email at John W at K-O-W-Z online.com. Standard marketing and sports sponsorship packages are available. We also have the flexibility to tailor an investment to your specific marketing and advertising needs by leveraging one or all of our powerful platforms. So once again, if you would like to be listed prior to this segment 
along with our proud all-star sponsor, Wayne Nord Wetmore. Please reach out to myself, John Wisebrode, at 507-450-6535 or emailing John W, that's J-O-N-W, at K-O-W-Z-Online.com. Now, back to the show. Has it hit you that it's your senior year yet? Is, is that <laughs> sunk in at all? A little bit, yeah. You know, even like the quarterback camp, you know, like it's weird, you know, showing up and I'm the oldest guy there because I remember like, you know, <laughs> it just seems like yesterday, you know, at quarterback camp when I was a little one and I was like Braden Trillson and... Saul Havelko, you know, the leaders and the, the seniors. So definitely does feel weird, but yeah, it, it, it's hidden. It's crazy. It, like I, th- I think I said to you at the softball game, it feels like yesterday that it was like, oh, we got Lovaginski in there against uh, JM, and he's tossing four TDs, but. You blink and it's senior year. <laughs> I know it's it's gone by fast. But well, hey, you got you got at least nine more games and stuff. But who are the captains this year for football? It's me, Owen Byer, Torn Smith, and Mitch Sequoia. So as a captain, I mean it's um it's a big team and it's a I don't know you get to kind of be part of a lineage at Owatonna because there's only so many captains, right? What what type of leader are you? And then just talk about what it means to to become an Owatonna captain. Definitely grateful, and, you know, it's an honor that, obviously, all my other teammates, you know, voted myself and the other three guys as captains, and, you know, we won't, won't take it for granted and, you know, do whatever we can to help the team and lead, it, lead them to success. So, for sure, grateful for that. And Do you kind of feel like, you know, the fact that you were kind of thrust in there as a sophomore, and you've had a lot of crazy transitions and injuries to your teammates and young offensive linemen. Do you kind of feel like everything that you know has happened in your career so far has helped prepare you for your senior season? You know, how have you kind of processed that? You know, you grow, you grow and learn from everything. Whether it's just you know, like a bad game, like you know, I, I still, I still dread New Prague, and you know, <laughs> you know, I play them. I, I think of the four interceptions I threw, but definitely, definitely, yeah, and everything you, you can learn from and grow from and leads up to the senior season, and so, yeah, it's, it's helped me prepare for the senior season. In your head, what um, what strides have you taken outside of just growing since your sophomore year? Is, is it all mental improvement right now, or what are some of the things you kind of feel like you've progressed as a, as a quarterback and a leader? Yeah, for sure. I'd say, yeah, a lot of it's mental. Um, just like uh, like you said, coming off of last year, like the New Craig game, you know, you got to be able to bounce back. And so this season, uh, we got lots to prove. Myself, I've got lots to prove coming off of last year. And so looking forward to it. Ameriprise Financial Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and find financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Wayne Norwood Wetmore Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 507-444-0901. That's 507-444-0901. Offices located at 1850 Austin Road, Owatonna, Minnesota. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Once again, big thanks to Jacob Ginsky for covering out a little bit of time to talk to me over the phone. I just kind of wanted to give my thoughts on him and just a little bit of the 2022 season and maybe what to expect moving forward with him at quarterback. He has all the arm talent in the world. The ball just looks different. There's no other way to put it when it comes out of his palm. He can spin it as well as anyone. He obviously was thrown into a really tough situation as a sophomore when 
the preseason number one, number two, and number three quarterbacks all went down with injury or were unable to play for different reasons. And he was basically their fourth string quarterback in August. And then by week four, here you go against, I believe it was JM or Austin. I can't remember which one. Go out and be our starter. Well, two of his first three starts, he combined for seven touchdowns. I know he had three touchdowns, one interception in his debut. And then his third game, he had four touchdowns with no interceptions. And yeah, the competition wasn't all that great. He had those two great games to start against Austin and John Marshall, but nobody's taken those away from him. Those are varsity opponents. And he was a sophomore who was essentially their emergency quarterback. So it got started with a bang, did his career. Then he started running into some tougher competition. And ultimately, Oatana finished his sophomore year six and four. Big expectations coming into last year. He grew to six feet. He just got broader shoulders and just kind of filled out. Started the season really strong. In fact, I want to go to the preseason. He did well at the scrimmage. He could just fling that thing. He was fully healthy. Again, the ball just leaves his palm and it just accelerates at a level that you don't see all the time. So he did well in the scrimmages against Farmington, Prior Lake, and Eastview, some 6A schools. First game of the season as a junior this past year, had his first career 300-yard game, ran for a touchdown, threw for a couple touchdowns, just an awesome game. Kept Owatonna in that thing against Mayo, who would eventually be the section champs. In fact, many would say Owatonna should have won that game. When they're up by a touchdown and Gleason picks off a pass, which would have given him the ball early in the fourth quarter with the one-touchdown lead. Instead, that interception was called back and Mayo went on to win. But in that game, Ginsky went down with a high ankle sprain. Mayo took advantage. They intercepted a pass from Trulson, who was the backup, which turned into a touchdown, and the rest is history. They went up and won that week one game 34-27. Jacob missed a couple games, came back, did okay against Austin in his first game back, just didn't plant quite as well, missed on a few throws. Within all that, some sweet spirals. He was chucking to Bayer that game, who was kind of coming into his own at receiver. Then it was up and down the rest of the year. I'm not sure he was fully healthy. He was dealing with a young offensive line that didn't have their captain, their left tackle, Trevor Shermer, remember, didn't play all of last year. That would have helped. So they were playing out of position was the offensive line, and they were young. And I think that affected Jacob Ginsky as well. How could it not? You start seeing shadows. You start overthinking it. You start maybe releasing the ball a second too early. You start trying too hard, and things kind of snowball from there. It's not the season that he would have wanted. For it to end the way it did, it was a scary situation. He was rolling out, went into his slide. Berger just was a half second off, didn't expect the slide, dove at him, and bang. The hit came, and the hardest part to watch is his head snapped back. He was down on the turf for a good half hour, maybe 20 minutes, and then they were tending to him. He did have movement. He ultimately was taken, wheeled across to the far end of the field, Gave the thumbs up on the way to the ambulance. Was evaluated by the doctors as he started to come out of the fog. He was able to answer questions coherently. And by the end of the night, he was able to drive home. Dodged a big bullet there. He talked about that a little bit. Didn't have any major damage. And off into the offseason, he played his basketball the whole season there. Great season for Owatonna on the basketball team. And then track and field, obviously fully healthy by then. And had a great track and field season. Now, going into his final season... He's going to be QB1 again. It's going to be his job to lose. There are some youngsters coming through the system that are going to challenge him. I don't necessarily know their 
going to be able to steal the job from him, but he has been through the battles, and I think that's going to help. We all know that football is mental, and I think having an offensive line that's going to be much more experienced, much more solidified, is going to help Jacob Ginsky because I think he'd be the first one to tell you he wasn't necessarily in the best mental state last year, whether it was injury with that high ankle sprain, which we all know they linger and linger and linger, maybe wasn't ready to come back, maybe wasn't the most mobile when he needed to be with that young offensive line that was dealing with guys out of position and injuries all year. I think it was just a whole malady of things that affected him from a mental standpoint. He just wasn't himself after that week one or that preseason. But he also put together some big drives towards the end of the year. For instance, he had a big third or I think it was fourth down throw to Caleb Hullapeter against Northfield in the section semifinals. And then a week later against Rochester Mayo on the big stage, he just was firing bullets to every angle of the field and threw a touchdown pass right between the letters of number 88, his tight end, Jacob Strom, to tie the game 7-7. to So the skill is there. I think being a senior, he's a captain. He is a leader. They believe in him. So Jacob Ginsky is going to be just fine. I encourage you to go online to huskybulletin.com and read the story I have on him. It's a spotlight feature that is the latest spotlight feature on huskybulletin.com. It is going to be right there on the front page. Also, I wanted to make a semi-announcement here that when the season starts, we will have dedicated coverage on the Husky Bulletin for Owatonna football. We've partnered up with them. It's going to be called Access Huskies. We are going to provide schedule and results, game notes, as you've always seen, you've come used to for myself before every game, game features and recaps, which means I'll be at every game. I'll make sure to have something on the site by 12.31 in the morning. So you have it in the morning with your coffee after every game, home or away. Going to have the senior profiles every week and various other Owatonna football-related tidbits are going to be on the Husky Bulletin. You can find that. That's going to start to get rolling by week one or the preseason. I'll have the season preview up there. Right now, Owatonna football has its dedicated link at the top banner right now. The headlines are there. Anything that's Owatonna football related is on there. It's got the schedule, which starts with Hastings, goes to Chanhassen. Then it's home against New Prague at Northfield, home against Century at Mankato West week six, week seven, home against JM at Apple Valley week eight. We've kind of gone through that. But I tell you, opening up that stadium against Hastings, it is going to be an absolute blast. The game is going to be on Friday, September 1st. The atmosphere is going to be electric. I feel like I've talked to 10,000 people that are going to be going to the game. This stadium holds about 4,000, so I don't know where they're going to fit everybody, but everyone and their mother is going to be there against a good Hastings team. It's going to be the finest football stadium in southern Minnesota, if not beyond. It's going to be the newest high school in all of Minnesota. Ready or not, it's time to get going. Logistically, the team has got to figure out what tunnel do we go out of? Where's the locker room? How does video work in the press box? Where do the coaches stand in the press box? Where do we go at halftime? How do we practice? All that kind of stuff. Ultimately going to have three turf fields out there. On this team, there's going to be a couple kids that go on inevitably to play college. Chances are they're going to have better facilities during their time at OHS if they play at the new high school with that new 4,000-seat stadium. Just saw the giant scoreboard. That went up, drive by that, it looks just palatial. And then the two turf fields to practice on, 
you know what? That is a community that cares, and it's not just about football. It's about all athletics. Softball field is going to be dynamite. Baseball fields for the sub-varsity is going to play there. The gym's going to be awesome. Track and field facilities are going to be top-notch. But I think that's going to be all for this episode. Once again, this is John Wise, but I want you to enjoy your 4th of July holiday, and don't forget why we celebrate. Get home safe. Drive sober. Find a sober cab, but have fun. Happy 4th of July, everybody. I think the words were lazy dog.